Hello, and welcome to the Thirst Eye Podcast, where we take our ideas, visualize them in our thirst eye, and bring them into reality so we can talk about them in tangible ways. I'm here with some of my freaks and friends. We're all different agents in this journey to enlightenment. Call me, beat me. If you want to reach me, I'm Agent 19. I'm not a godparent, but I'm fairly odd. Agent 13 is here. This is Agent 11, and not gonna lie, I've been banned from Club Penguin more times than I can count. Agents, battle stations. Agent 9 here. So this is the first episode in our Life Stages series where we'll be delving into youth, aging, and finally death. But firstly, I'm baby, (laughs) So this is basically our baby episode, and by the I'm baby uwu, basically that seems to be like a trend lately and we were talking about this earlier how basically first iPod is just like the originators of that trend. You're not gonna like find any proof that we originated that trend but just we've been saying we were baby uwu since like the dawn of time. Um, but like that's it's really interesting that that's such like a like a meme this year. So what do we want to like make of that? Like what, what is that saying about the subconscious of our society? Oh, for sure. Yo. Yeah, we're baby because we're baby. We've been there. We be baby. We be baby. But what yeah. about us makes us want to be babies? I think it's like a generational thing because I only really see Gen Z doing it. That's fair. Maybe we're just, like, all suddenly adults, like, pseudo-adults, and we're just like, I can't handle it. I'm baby uwu. I don't know if that's, like, normal, but... Oh, that sounds reasonable. But, like, we've been saying we're baby for, like, ever since we were not adults, though, so... I guess we just see the world that we're going to inherit, and we're like, um... Actually, let me just go back to a better time. But honestly, though, so I don't know. And in the ways we see, like the "I'm baby" thing expressed, would we say that's healthy? Because I don't know. I feel like some people like want to use that as like an excuse, almost like "I'm baby." But some people are very "I'm baby" as like a um, "I'm." pure, I'm innocent, I'm sweet kind of thing. I mean, yeah, I kind of, I, I do like to use it in like a context like I'm, I'm sweet and innocent, you know? Like, yeah. cause it's just, the world just seems so toxic and it's yeah. like, if I myself can be sweet, um, it just makes me feel better, you know? Right. I feel like that's fair. I feel like that's how I say it too, but that's because we are actually babies, ooh. But I feel like some people say that and they aren't actually babies, you know? Mm. It, uh, it feels so, like, narcissistic to just be like, I'm sweet, like, blah, blah, we babies. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm the most baby in case, like, you guys didn't know. Like, I'm, like, babier and, like, we were baby first. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> Just putting that out. <laughs> There's no baby elitism here. Um, yeah, I wasn't trying to be like obnoxious, but but also I think we have to clarify what we're not talking about when we say we're baby. Oh yeah, we're not talking about DDLG. We hate that shit. 
that, what are you talking about? about I'm wearing my diaper right now <laughs> is that is that not what this is we're canceled no that's not what that is yeah no. I feel like for the longest time um yeah we would because like I said we originated we originated the term and people would always be like mis- mistaking that like thinking mm-hmm. we want to like play Rugrats or like we want daddy to like tuck us in or something and like spank us <laughs> but no that's not what that is we're talking about like ex- exactly like purity and again not like in a weird sexual way just like being staying true to your essence like the essence of your spirit because i feel like very much when you were a child you were sort of like your purest self whether you want to think that or not and i mean well, you're only your yourself if you had like a good childhood. I mean, plenty of people had like traumatic childhood experiences with it, which like shape your life and whatnot. But um, for the most part, in your childhood, like you have like this innocence and like this spark and like excitement for life that um, I feel like you sort of lose as you get older. So when we're saying I'm baby, um, we're just saying, you know, I'm not afraid to tap into that. Yeah, and there's, like, this whole term that is basically what we're talking about, but, like, a spiritual term, and it's called inner child work. Yeah, that that's a winner. I feel like, yeah, I'm baby is just, like, a shortcut inner child work. That's what we should really be looking at. Like, that's the magic behind the trend, if you will. Um, yeah, because I feel like gen z is like tapping into this subconsciously but they don't know what they're doing and if they did this actively it would be so much more powerful that's true that's true they want to think i'm baby is just laying around all day in your jammies and like watching cartoons which i mean it can be sometimes like that can be inner child work but like that sort of goes back to like our spirituality episode where we were talking about like that's not as like being baby isn't as easy as you think it is like being spiritual isn't easy as you think it is because like i said you were in a very pure state as a child so the things that did happen that like weren't good just like way heavier on you so it sort of goes back to just healing the parts of yourself that like you rejected or like weren't nurtured as a child and trying to tap into that I feel like that is much more difficult than just the pulp culture haha I'm baby like they're different but they're the same they're related yeah like the I'm baby trend gets halfway there but to get the other half of the way there you actually have to do the work which I think is really important because well, you see it, like, a lot of times, if you don't embrace that inner child, you fall into what basically capitalism wants you to fall into, which is, like, the zombie mind-like state where you just get up, have breakfast, have breakfast, if you even have time to get breakfast, go rush to work, finish work, then finish up if you have extra work 
and then go to sleep and then just repeat that cycle and instead of like actually taking time to like nourish yourself and like nourish yourself with like self-love and doing this inner child work in order for you to like fully embrace the beauty of life that's true we do people with damaged childhoods like tend to sort of operate on like um autopilot if you will but i think there's like a certain power in like learning to practice like mindfulness as like a form of self-care and like using that to like uh tap into your inner child because again like as you're going through life like you may be like rushing to work like again like the society just wants us to like be on autopilot like that that's why they like traumatize us and like don't allow us to like feel into being a child like take your time like bask in the sun and like skip on the side of the road like pick flowers like watch the birds fly through the trees I don't know like there's so many like small little pleasures you can derive from life and I feel like those are things you noticed as a kid which we don't really like allow ourselves to notice now taking our time and like spacing ourselves and like allowing ourselves really just enjoy life and also like be aware when like things that arise that may trigger whatever like traumatized us as a child and I know triggers like a like a buzzword like I feel like we've sort of killed the meaning of that word but things do sort of like pull on um, like sensitive areas in our psyche from childhood if you will yeah and like when you're a kid there was a point before you fell for this bill that when pretty much everyone when they're adults they've fallen into this bill and I guess what in her child work is it's like tapping into that time before you fail for the spill that's true i feel like a big part of it is emotional like i feel like um a lot of it is we're sort of told that it's like childish to show emotion um and i'm, I'm sure that's like even more of a thing for like men but it's kind of a thing for everyone that like outward displays of emotion especially that's childish crying is childish even being like outwardly like just like super excited that can be childish there's like sort of like this emotion shaming going on and i think like people should be allowed to like feel how they want to feel there's no proper way anyone should feel or go through any emotion really and like no matter what it is like just like let it out just like feel your emotions because i feel like you should be yeah you should be able to to cry at whatever you want like don't let society tell you that because if you were a kid you would have just like burst into tears if like the tiniest little thing didn't go your way and i mean if that's how you're if you're feeling like frustrated that day like let it out don't let like society tell you to bottle things up so i think that's sort of where we desensitize ourselves we learn to like shut off any of this feeling at all so then there's just none stream it's okay to cry by sophie (laughs) so yeah like what are specific ways that we could do that work like because i know we said it's important to do but do y'all have any ways that you tap into that um i like to like think of like what I would have wanted as a child like think about 
just the way like I was um you know things I like to do like how I feel like and I feel like a, a lot of people might not be able to do this because they don't like actually remember how they felt as a child because like when I was a kid I knew that I wouldn't be the same as I was like as a kid when I grew up um sorry if that's like worded weird but um I made it a point to like remember like the emotions I was feeling as a child and to not forget them when I grew up I'll just like tap into some of those feelings and I'll be like okay this is how I feel this is what I should do you know what I mean yeah Something I like to do is go back and play the video games that I can still play because I I don't have a lot of like the game systems when we were like very young. Like right now I would I like I really want to go and buy myself a GameCube because I don't know where my GameCube went and I've been wanting to play like some of the games on there like Pikmin and other cute little GameCube games and it just reminds me of how like time would just freeze and you're, you're just focused on that and it's, it's a good one. That's true. Yeah, I feel like childhood activities is a big one. I feel like I'm lucky that I like recognized what I was passionate about really young, which is like art. So for me, I feel like that sort of kept me grounded in my inner child. But I feel like everyone has these hobbies that they had as a kid that they really enjoyed, um, that they've sort of slept on. Or even if you didn't really have anything, there's still like time to develop those things that sort of make your inner child happy. So I feel like it's never too late to sort of like have hobbies and like enrich yourself. Um, And maybe that's like a way to heal your inner child. Like, if you feel like something was you didn't have, like, hobbies as a kid, like, create yourself hobbies, and that's, like, something to heal your inner child. But, yeah, like, a big one for me is just, like, art and painting, but delving into creativity for anyone, like, any creative activity at all is going to be good for your inner child. And just, like, don't take it seriously. Don't be, like, worried about if it looks good or not. Just, like, play. Like, be involved with, like, enjoying the actual process of it. Don't be so focused on the outcome or, like, your expectations. Because that's, like, a very, like, adult thing. If you're a kid, you're you're just, like, drawing for the fun of it. You're not drawing because it's life or death or because you need to take a picture of it and put it on Instagram or this and that. Um, so even if you're like an artist artist, there's like times where you can um, like pull yourself out of that place of like feeling so adult and drawing so seriously and just having fun. Just like being creative, but letting loose with that creativity. Um, don't like feel pressure on yourself, especially Nowadays, there's like a pressure to sort of make money or like commodify your hobbies. And as someone who's like kind of doing that, I feel the stress of that. Um, But yeah, don't feel like these things you have to do have to be of some sort of like financial gain to you. Like just because you're like painting now doesn't mean you have to like open the painting business. Like you can just have fun. It doesn't have to be like a pressure thing. Something else that I think that grown-ups could bring back from childhood is playing pretend. Maybe grown-ups should just 
pretend to be pirates one day. Pretend to be pirates. Right. I think it's a scam how, like, at a certain age, like, you can't, like, trick-or-treat anymore. Like, you can't participate in Halloween. Like, I think that's stupid. I think that would do adults a a world of good if they got in costumes and trick-or-treated. If they weren't just like, I'm a sexy playboy bunny, like, dancing contest. Like, have fun. Like, everyone is just either trying to look cute, which, like, I get trying to look cute. Like, I'm also trying to look cute. Uh, But also, like, I don't know. I'm I'm trying to be goofy. Like, there, there is, like, sort of, like, a death feeling almost with growing up. Like, you've become, like, this, um, this new person almost. Like, you're still the same person at your core, which I think is sort of what inner child work is. Like, you're trying to get back to that um, person you were at your core. But you, you're very much, like, a different person um, in a different place of your life. It's just, it's, it's different. Growing up is... Oh, I was just gonna, like, um, add on to Eleven's point of playing pretend i i think it's like really good and helpful because um i like i have played pretend as an adult so i used to babysit these kids who were between the ages of like four and seven and um they used to go to the neighbor's house to play right and they invited me to play pretend with them and like so i was this moon fairy and we all would just like play in the forest and like pretend to fly to different places and like be like knights and stuff and have a farm and that was like, I was like, I used to do this stuff when I was a kid and I forgot, you know? It's like, it just gets you in touch. It like brings you back down to earth. And I think it's really important to do stuff like that. See, I do, I like playing with kids. That's like fun. That's cute. I love, I love doing that, like babysitting kids and stuff. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I think like there's, nowadays people are very like anti- having children and like I kind I I get it because like again or things aren't looking the best for like the human race at the moment like we're just like in a chaotic time just like war and famine and climate change it's just like stressful you know um so I get people not wanting to have kids as much anymore but I feel like if you are a healthy person like if you're stable in yourself and you feel like you've healed your inner child it's beneficial for you to have a kid because then you have this kid who um, like you're constantly seeing the world through their eyes and like being around children um, can really bring like that inner child out of you. So whether it's like your own kids or just like a sibling or like kids you're babysitting or like whatever, um, I feel like being around children can really help your inner child. And again, like I said, if you're healed um, at some point, like having children could be a good thing for you for your inner child because you're like giving them like a stable childhood that maybe you necessarily didn't have so that sort of like healing to you as well but again like some people have kids for this reason when they're not healed trying to like live through their kids and like project all of their shit onto their kids and it becomes very toxic so I'm not saying that um like, if, if you don't fully dedicate yourself to healing, I feel like the I'm baby thing can be toxic because then you can start, like, enabling yourself and not taking full accountability and things like that. Um, 
but for the most part, I think I'm baby can be a very good positive thing. And babies in general can be a positive thing. Although the alien in the last episode said don't get pregnant, so yeah. I'm not gonna argue. Yeah, I'd follow the alien's advice because there's plenty of kids out there that need a home. And those kids are the ones that would need your help most as someone who has healed healed their inner child. Yeah, and they already exist. You don't want to bring more into existence that aren't necessary. Like, I totally encourage adoption before um, breeding, I guess. I don't know how to phrase it. It's a dirty breeder. (laughs) Actually should. (laughs) <laughs> I'm sorry I support breeding <laughs> but no that's that's a good point I kids do need to be adopted like I'm anti-children but also not anti-children it's complicated it is complicated because like you see kids and you're like aw you, you should have a good life you know but also it's like I don't want to have children and also children shouldn't shouldn't exist because they're being put through this toxic place right now and it's just it's the hard um place for them to exist in at the moment fair i don't know i guess i'm under the impression of like we're gonna they're gonna have to incarnate somewhere like they already have that karma like they might as well be born to me where they have like a cool ass life that i'm gonna love them you know but i'm I like this like this is a thought Okay. I feel like it's just kind of selfish to bring a kid into the world now. And like, yes, they are going to incarnate, but they could do it somewhere else. Like that cute chicken planet that we were talking about. I don't know if we talked about it on the pod, but Mm -hmm. we talked about it before. Yeah, that's fair. Well, I just want to share that um, lately I've been thinking about how I used to be such a bubbly child and I was like the most outspoken person. I would literally see someone and be like, hey, my name is, and, and, and just like literally pop up a freaking new friend. And now like, I guess it goes back to like, feelings are dumb, all these crazy things. I've been trying to like, trying to do some inner work and to see the root of why I'm not, as outgoing as I used to be because um like we were talking earlier I'd like to get back to like that well I I know I definitely am still quirky that never changed which I'm so happy about but the ability to just pop up like that and I think that would just make me unstoppable and that's I want to get back to that yes queen i believe in you that's really cute like i I wish i was more outgoing as a child i was never very outgoing but i feel like that's something i'm sort of working on with myself too just in a different way because i never was that way but yeah i feel like kids definitely are more unfiltered more like unafraid of just like speaking their mind and like, I feel like as adults, we are very like, um, just like head down, like moving through the world, not really like paying attention to anything. But as a kid, you were like, anyone was a friend, like you were trying to make friends anywhere. But now it's like, 
sort of weird just to like try to make friends with someone you like bump ins at the store but I just feel like I wish like we lived in a world that was more like open and free like this like we need to tap into this this nature yeah I was um I was a lot more open and like outgoing as a kid and they like slowly reprogrammed it out of me you know just like be quiet sit still Yeah. yeah and I was really outgoing until I switched schools and got bullied really badly the trauma I of it definitely all. want to know. I guess I like mentally blocked out whatever happened because, like, I literally don't remember why, and I've been uh, trying to ask myself. But interesting thing about all this is that I just remembered that we, meaning Agent Eleven and I could swear that we met agent um 13 like way before oh yeah we had plans yes at the funland kitchen and it's so funny that we like back then we we still like struck up conversations so we became like wonderful friends within that uh, how many hours that was right like we this, this is definitely like probably a concocted memory but i literally don't care we've like accepted it as canon now that like we've we met at um funland because we always would like hang out at the same part of funland and like we're obsessed with the same thing um they also met me several times in high school and swore they met me and I literally don't remember it either. But it's also because I've literally like rebirthed myself several times since then. So like, I really don't know. The way the mother I just kept on pushing us together and be like, be friends. Right, really so cute. So freaking cute. But yeah, I miss, I miss Funland. That was that was a good part of being a child. Um, that reminds I'm, me, like ever since I turned, we we were always like pretty tall kids. So like we pretty much grew out out of like play pants. And ever since then, I've been trying to like see if there's any equivalent to like an adult playpens but there isn't there's just like bouncy like trampoline parks and i fly zones and an actual like jungle gym type place that should definitely be a thing also that's sort of like reminding me of like a childhood memory um that was like traumatic which this reminded me of something I also was going to say earlier, which um, you were saying like you didn't remember like what made you feel that way. And it's interesting because I feel like as a kid, like the tiniest little things affect you. Like I can remember memories from like elementary school of just like someone saying something to me wrong or just like little things happening that like if I was an adult and that were to happen, I would probably just like brush it off. But like as a kid, these things like so like profoundly affect you and I don't really know why or that could have just been me but I feel like kids are extra impressionable but um this is something 
I witnessed as like a very tall child. So like I, uh, I'm pretty tall. Like I'm almost six feet tall as a woman. And, but as a kid, I definitely like looked way older than I was. So like my mom signed me up for like ice skating lessons and, um, but like ice skating lessons for kids and like they let kids balance on like these buckets like lean on them when they're learning to ice skate and learn how to balance and i'm already not the like most balanced coordinated person in the world or whatever but so when we were going to like learn how to ice skate or whatever they wouldn't let me use that because they refused to believe that i was like under the age cutoff i forgot what the age cutoff was i think they were like convinced i was like eight or something when i was like five or six and i was just like trying to learn how to ice skate but i like never learned how to skate because of that and it's just like i don't know why society doesn't want to let kids be kids they're just like oh you can't have this crutch oh you can't have this crutch you gotta grow up you gotta grow up like why do they care so much like why theorem time it's all chucky cheese because they want a monopoly on a place where a kid could be a kid oh my god it's a big (laughs) wow honestly though i i miss chucky cheese bring it back (laughs) wait wait, even like david foster doesn't really like i think a big part of like Chuck E. Cheese was being able to interact with other kids and like a whole like creating a whole world within that tiny time frame that you had with all these other kids like Funland was another one that's kind of Funland was like an upgraded Chuck E. Cheese I would say yeah for sure petition to add animatronics to Dave and Buster's. <laughs> no, no, I I hate those things. I hate animatronics. Like, even as a kid, I just, I did not like them. I thought they were, like, gross and creepy. I didn't like Santa Claus either, like, like the mall Santas. I didn't like the Easter Bunny. I just can't. I can't with all of those things. At what age did y'all stop believing in Santa? Oh, God. Because uh, I don't really think I ever believed in Santa. TBH. My mom worked real hard on those ones. I think it was like once I accepted the tooth. Actually, no, I feel like I held on to Santa a little longer than Tooth Fairy. I want to say I was like um, later than most. I was probably like 11 or 10. But I feel like m- middle school, like. At that point, them kids start, like, ripping them hopes and dreams from you. Even though I didn't believe in Santa, there was, like, other stuff that I did believe in, but I can't remember. It was so magical. I miss the magic of being a little little kid. Just, like, thinking that things magically just, like, appear there. Um, Like, I think I was telling this story before, but how, like, my grandparents we had like gnomes in the yard or like random little figurines or whatever and they would move them around so they would seem like they were alive and i just remember that being the most magical thing because to me like they were so alive um and i guess that's 
I guess that's what kids kind of do with like Elf on the Shelf or whatever now. That that's like after our time. Um, but they would just do that year round, and they wouldn't do it like all of the time. But it literally had me so excited, like just about like the magic of the world. And yeah, I, I miss I miss that hopefulness. Um, I miss the sense of magic and wonder. And yeah, I think that's something that people lost. And even if you don't believe in Santa, I think you can believe in other things. And maybe that's why our society is so close off to like spirituality and God and the paranormal and aliens and things like that. Because it's one of those things that like take belief and they're just like, oh, well, I believed in Santa Claus. That was like the primordial like trauma that they were lied to about Santa Claus. And now they can't believe in anything. Um, I don't know. (laughs) Oh my God, that's so true. How come magical thinking is considered a bad thing right i'm not delusional i'm just having a fun time i'm sorry you're boring i still get excited every time i see a cute little fairy circle with the little mushrooms yes yeah same they're just fun i think i had a pretty similar experience with you I can't really remember if I ever believed it was like a a big fat man with a beard, but I definitely like believed in the magic of Christmas. Yeah. Yeah, there was definitely a magic that came with like gathering with your family every year and it's like cold and mm-hmm. you're like playing with all your cousins. That's what Nine and I would do. Yeah, I guess that was, like, a hard thing for me to grapple with. Like, I guess when I thought Santa was, like, when I found out that wasn't real, I was like, oh, the magic's just gonna go away. But I feel like that's one of those things that, like, you sort of have to, like, tap into. Like, the magic is in your heart. Like, as corny as that sounds, like, this Polar Express moment or whatever. But it's true. It's like one of those things that's like the magic is in just like family or the giving spirit or like connection to God or whatever it may be. Um, Yeah, so I feel like that's part of growing up and changing your perspective. It's like a lot of like coming to terms with reality. Um, And I guess it's sort of like death in a lot of ways. Like you're you're like mourning the loss of like what you once knew what you like once like accepted as truth same thing with like moving from elementary school to like middle school or middle school to high school like you have to like mourn the fact that like you're like moving on from this place and going on to another place and like you're like accepting new responsibilities it's just um growing up is like a lot and I don't know if like we realize it at the time as we're kids we're just like accepting it um but we're like born into this world as like little blank slates and somehow we just have to like manage to like figure it out and like process our way through it all and some somehow we manage to do it but I feel like that's why kids are so fascinating to me got me um thinking like we're all babies because we're in mourning of our childhood 
that's true that's yeah that's basically the gist of it like we all just want to be children again i think a, a big thing is like while we were children we just wanted to be grown up and now that we're grown up we just want to be children i mean i personally never wanted to be a grown-up like I expected to be dead by the time I was 14. Like, I just couldn't imagine anything beyond that. Similarly to 19, I didn't really have a conception of what it's like to be older. Like, I still don't really know what I'm going to be doing when I'm older. Like, where I'm going to be, what's life going to be like. It was really weird. Um when I had that shift in perspective from like childhood to I guess teenage years where you realize well you you like lose the magic of being a kid yeah I guess there's not like a conscious point when you realize that but like looking back I guess you can sort of see there's like a point where you kind of like lose lose your innocence almost um and like hopefully it wasn't like a traumatic event like i know for some people like it'd be a traumatic event but for some people it's like santa claus is fake i don't know childhood be a rough one yeah and like i guess older siblings have have to grow up before the younger ones like earlier in their lives than their younger siblings because they kind of become another parent. Yeah, I can't speak on that because I don't have siblings. Yeah, like, I, I feel like that's similar to um, how it was when I was growing up. It's like, it, it just felt like my parents just kind of like stopped paying attention to me in favor of this like other child that was suddenly there. It, it, it was it was kind of frustrating yeah I feel like as a kid it's probably it's it's probably hard to rationalize like having siblings like this is a person that's like related to me like or even like sometimes if I would think too deeply about like having parents it's just it's interesting how like so much of our life is like dependent on like this family we're born into um I mean, yeah, I feel like that's where a lot of, like, our childhood, like, baggage or whatever comes from. Um, it's just issues stemming from, like, whether it's, like, siblings or parents, essentially. Um, I feel like that's really what forms a lot of people's, like, personalities. It's just, like, how they've interacted with their family and, like, what they've been taught through their family. And I think that's just, like, psychology essentially but we're, we're pretty much just like so much like products of our environment essentially nine did you did you feel like you had to grow up before me i know like i've always considered you more mature than me but i just chalked that up to being how you like that's just how you are um yeah i think it, that's more due to like my personality the mature thing I don't really think it's because I was forced I think other thing that like my maturity has to do with other things not because I'm older 
Yeah, because Nine and I are pretty close in age. Um, so we were kind of raised like twins. The psychic twins. Phil and Lil. Such cuties. <laughs> and Carmen and Judy. Maya and Miguel. <laughs> <laughs> Edgar and <Yeah>. Ellen. <laughs> okay, that was my favorite. <laughs> Pugsley and Wednesday. My Kinda, I always have found it kind of intriguing how time is elongated as a child because literally I like looking back at some memories I could take a week and that week as a child could feel as if it was like a whole month or so or even like a whole day it could feel like it's multiple days I don't, I don't know what that is maybe it's sort of like when you're small the world seems so much bigger so when you're small time seems so much longer I don't know if that's like a logical thought but yeah um that that pretty much is it, it, it there's a name for it it's time dilation when you're five years old and you think about hey um i'm gonna like you don't when you're thinking about being 16 when you're five years old that literally feels like decades from being five whereas to being like 20 and thinking back to 16 that's literally that feels like that was a couple of years ago mm-hmm. and it's like that's right that right there like shows what I'm talking about like 20 minus 16 that's 4 years and like 5 minus 15, 16 that's 11 well I remember being in first grade and thinking middle schoolers were so mature and cool. <laughs> That's a funny one. Yes, I did the same thing with this like fourth grade girl in my school. I was like, wow, she has Bratz dolls. She's so grown up and she's in fourth grade. I'll never be in fourth grade. Yes, and like I would see girls walking around wearing hoop earrings and they were middle schoolers and <laughs> they had their eyebrows plucked. And I was like, um, when do I get to do that? yeah just like i i can't even imagine like and we're now now we're like grown we're so past that we're so past middle school i I still haven't accepted the fact that i'm i've actually lived through those things because yeah it always seems like oh like those things are never gonna happen like that's just like i feel like i'm gonna grow up but i'm not and then you just do and when you actually live through it, it ends up feeling so uneventful. Yeah, you're just like, okay, yeah. cool. and <laughs> why is life like this? And you see, like, you have all this, like, built-up expectations of like, what you expect it to be like, and you're just like, okay, that that's what it's going to be like, and I'm eventually going to live through that. The material world is so boring and stupid that's why we're not our bodies because um if you think about it life do be uneventful especially when you have like all of these expectations 
Like it's better just not to have expectations and then just be surprised by life. I was so sad when I was in, I think it was like fourth grade, and there was like, I don't think there was Girl Scouts in my elementary school, but there was Boy Scouts, and I really wanted to be a Boy Scout, and I was so sad because I couldn't be a Boy Scout. Ugh, down with gender. Ugh. I feel like, um... A big thing is like about the expectations is like a lot of the expectations come from like uh, media essentially. That's sort of what shapes a lot of how we interpret our own experiences as a child. And then I feel like we want to like measure up our life to, to those things. And I feel like the media has really unrealistic kind of strange portrayals of like childhood um so then you like have it all twisted in your mind what it's like and you like think you're a freak because you're not like doing things right you know kind of like the oh like this is a high school movie like this is what your friends do on the weekend like you do this and that like you lose your virginity by this age you have your first kiss x it's about being cool like this click and that like you expect like all of these certain things and then they're like not there or they happen at like a different time or same with just like kid stuff too like it's just nothing is what it seems like in the movies but then you sort of just like weigh your life up to it yeah i feel that i definitely had built up so much expectation for what high school was gonna be like that i literally was so disappointed that it wasn't like a high school movie that i said fuck it during senior year and I made it a high school movie (laughs) yeah this one was over here stirring the pot can't really but yeah there's definitely high school especially was kind of like a letdown like nothing really eventful happened for me but also I'm baby you know and a lot of the true I'm baby folk literally did not have any like experiences until they got out of high school so i'm a i'm a true baby but also i feel like that's good i feel like if you're too invested in the in those things in high school if you're into that stuff you like if you have a good high school experience you normally like peak in high school at least we didn't peak in high school you know and like when i did that whole thing in senior year like that was pretty much when I started seriously getting into spirituality and then I was like wow I see past illusion let me play with illusion let me pull the strings to my own whims let me play the trickster that I really am (laughs) live your truth even if it's chaotic (laughs) like the closest thing to a high school musical that happened in our school is that the band would play once in a while um, during lunchtime. Sometimes they had like cute little like jazz sessions. And like during my freshman year, um, that was like a weekly thing, but like more towards the end, it was more so just like a Christmas special type thing. Isn't that just band kids being band kids? Yeah. I don't remember that. <laughs> no, they actually had like, um, I think the band 
um, kid conductor. I don't know. I wouldn't really. I wasn't a band kid, so I wouldn't know if. But I just know like the band kid. There was like a kid conducting, basically, is what I'm trying to get. Gotcha. I just was like expecting more of like a. I was expecting to get more action. Got none. I was expecting to be in like a clique, which like I guess I kind of was. I was like yeah. kind of in the art kids, kind of in the whatever our clique was. I feel like we were just like the leftovers or whatever. But I feel like we tried hard to make like our squad iconic. Like even though we didn't have a squad. <laughs> I was about to say, are you sure you you weren't in a clique? Because you were in like the queer kid clique. I was, but I just like it's because they were all art kids. Like I love them, but like I just didn't feel like I related to them because they were all like little weebs. Um, I don't know. I just always related to you guys more, which is obviously why I'm here. But I don't know. I just feel like that wasn't like as clicky as some people, you know, like. Um, censor this name but used to always tell me about how uh, she thought in like her high school experience was gonna be like um, like super crazy or whatever and she was like having like sleepovers every weekend and like doing all of this crazy stuff and I was just like wow like people actually did that stuff like they actually were like I'm gonna have like a girl like some fucking um i don't know high school movie shit i don't i don't know why that's what girls always did they were just like i'm gonna have a sleepover and like do my facial and like fuck them out boys also it's creepy how in high school movies it's all like 30 year olds like again another way that just like fucks up our minds because then high schoolers are like i need to look like a sexy hot 30 year old or I need to be doing all this crazy stuff. It also like brings into the fact that like a lot of the things that Hollywood portrays high schoolers doing is stuff that high schoolers shouldn't be doing. Yes. All they want to do is show high schoolers like having sex and doing drugs and like being emotionally irresponsible and like reckless and violent or bullies like that's just like all of the high school stuff so yeah it's interesting how like in kin's programming they're like all concerned about like trying to make it clean and like palatable for kids but then the actual depictions of these kids are like this bonkers so i don't know it's it's really interesting I feel like that just um, bounces off of like how sick our society is, because like clearly they're like sexualizing like people who are underage, obviously. Yeah, and I, I'm not sure if y'all have seen that thing about that movie Cuties that Netflix put out, but oh yeah, yeah, it's like that's just the logical conclusion of like giving these directors like making them feel way too comfortable with like portraying that type of stuff i i've never heard of this movie what's it about 
I think it's just about like a kids dance team or something. But the the poster was just like really sexual. Like it had them in very sexual like dance positions. And like I'm not one who's offended easily, but I remember seeing that and I was just like, whoa, like my mouth kind of just like dropped because I was like, who in PR was just like, this is a cool idea. And I think it's supposed to be like a cute sort of like young female empowerment thing. Like we're girls and we're dancing or whatever. And like I heard from the um like the kids and the kids mom or whatever like put out a statement saying it wasn't trying to be that way like it just kind of got lost in like the netflix art direction or whatever but it's definitely like really weird and i don't know why they would feel comfortable posing kids in those positions and those outfits and again like people shouldn't be sexualizing children like that like it's sad that we have to say that but obviously like if you're putting kids like content of these kids on the internet Like, you're basically like, oh, pedophiles, like, come watch this. It's going to be little girls in bikinis twerking. Like, that's just, like, alarming. Alarming. Because children are the most vulnerable members of our society. Yeah, and the way they try to spin it is they did try to spin it as, like, an empowerment thing. They were trying to say that this is their way of saying that child exploitation in movies is wrong but it's so weird it's like if you made a movie saying that um we should stop um objectifying women but the whole thing is basically that (laughs) those like arby's commercials where it's bikini models um deep throating hot dogs and stuff (laughs) yeah because i've um I've seen people's reviews and stuff of the movie and they talk about how there's crotch shots of these kids and huh? that's not that's not acceptable. Right. And the thing is that people have been trying to make it political like both the right has been using it as bait because they know that liberals will use any excuse to like be just compulsively contrarian to them. And yeah anything that they go against all of a sudden therefore but this isn't like a partisan issue wait so yeah that isn't a partisan issue um originally when that came out it was a thing that pretty much everybody from all political views agreed that this is not acceptable terrible 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 but i don't know i feel like that really just like um like i feel like they were trying to spin it to be like a like a celebration of like these kids and their achievement or whatever but yeah i feel like that just plays into the way that like society makes us age like obviously these girls are being sexualized when they shouldn't like they're just like cute little kids on a dance team but clearly like they're being sexualized our society really just like wants us and forces us essentially to grow up um so i'm just want to know like in what ways do you, did you guys sort of feel that in your own life like this pressure to grow up and like how can we heal from that yeah I like I do feel like a pressure to grow up like I try to like live my childhood as long as I possibly could but like it's basically impossible now because like I'm an adult I 
pay rent i pay my car payment like I, i have taxes like i'm not i have all these adult things and like there's just the only thing i have left of my childhood is my memories and it's just like i can't prolong it anymore i can't live it out anymore and it makes me kind of sad but it's also like i gotta grow up at some point you know that's true but i think that's sort of like the point we're getting at with i'm baby is how like despite we're that we're like sort of forced to grow up like this and i'm still sort of in the process of being forced to grow up like this yeah we're, we're all like eventually forced to grow up at some point but you could still sort of like hold on to it internally like channel channel that feeling still tap into that but yeah obviously society forces us to grow up i mean it's like obviously we don't have a choice at a certain point like we financially have to take care of ourselves um but it's also just like in our in our behaviors like at a certain age it's like you're expected to act a certain way Yeah, like we're all just creatures and we all just want to like be alive because we don't have another option, you know, and like why can't we just live our most true self? But it's just this like society is keeping us down, man. You know, the 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 fat cat's going to step on us, you know? Like we just want to like be alive and healthy because we don't have another like option. That's what we're here to do, you know, just be alive and healthy and like share ideas and help each other and it's just everything in the world is just literally trying to prevent us from doing that. Right. Why got to be so goddamn hard? Um yeah, I th- I feel like everything is just set up to be like way harder than it has to be essentially. Um and that's sort of how we're forced to grow up. We're sort of like we're fit and they're like forcing us into like a mold or a path or like a system when in reality there's like no real path like we carve our own path like we do what we want but in reality like ever the system is sort of saying like we have to do it xyz or else but i feel like it really starts in school where they sort of start to program you to like just behave and think a certain way and act a certain way and just um you know sort of be a cog in the machine Yeah, definitely school is, I'd say, where it starts for most people because that's really where people lose that spark, that innocence that you have when you're a kid and it shatters this magical worldview that we have. Yeah, um I that's like definitely where it started for me. It's like like every time I was like curious about something or like wanted to participate in class discussion i was like shot down or got in trouble for talking like they moved my clothes pin from like green to yellow yellow to red and it's like like i just stopped talking after a while you know cuz it's like apparently it's bad and that's like how when um nine was talking about how like she used to be more outgoing a lot when she was younger it's like they they just stamped that out of us or like just sit down be quiet that's true i feel like um public school is like the enemy of um just like individuality they teach one way and they expect that way to sort of apply to everyone but in reality like it's 
it's barely effective for anyone, like standardized te testing and things like that. Just like the way schools are being run is not effective for anyone. And like, I have teachers in my family, so it's like, it's not the teachers, like, I mean, it's some teachers, but most teachers like have good hearts and like want to educate children. But like the system itself is making it so freaking hard for them. And like, it's like they don't want to see kids as individuals. They want to see them as like numbers or statistics. And like, that's obviously not how it is. It's like a very like a one size fits all approach to education. And it's really just bad for everyone in general. And, um, you know, it's not really based on the things you want to do. You're forced to learn this curriculum. And, you know, I really think school would be better if it was more specialized, um, more like specific, more catered to like each individual needs of a child. Because I feel like that's where we first lose like our childhood essence again is when they sort of just like force us into these brick prison buildings that were converted to schoolhouses and told us to stand in line and we get our 30 minutes of outside time a day like it's very much like kid prison and like education is fun like learning should be fun but they very much made these things painful for us and it's like they almost want us to like associate these things to be boring or like painful to learn because then we won't go out and learn things on our own and maybe we'll be uneducated if you think about it. That's really interesting. Um, yeah, it's like they, they want us to see like learning as the enemy when in reality like learning should be a fun time. It's just the public school system sort of fucked that up for us. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Um, how there's really no incentive for the government to fund education and instead they're putting all that money into the military or cops or whatever. And when you brought up teachers, that reminded me about all the bad teachers that I've had and I had to consider like, why are they bad? Because a lot of bad teachers start out as good teachers. They just get jaded by the system that they work in. I feel really bad, like, having my mom be a teacher, like, it literally, that, this, it's such a hard job, and they, like, expect so much from teachers, like, they really do, and, like, they're really just doing the best that they can. I mean, some, honestly, I've heard her talk about her coworkers before in the past, and, like, some people, obviously, yes, genuinely should not be teachers or just bad teachers, but, yeah, there is a lot of people who are kind of just old and jaded you know luckily like my mom i'm like trying to get her to hold on so like how much care she has for these kids and i mean she has a big heart so she's always gonna care about these kids but it's just like a lot and it's like emotionally draining because like like when you're in that position like you're forced to like put these kids in these like boxes essentially when they're much more than that and like you can only do so much outside of the curriculum to help them before it's like, oh, well, your test score is this, you're this and that. And like, that's just not what school should be about. Like school should be about playing, like especially for elementary schoolers. Like you shouldn't like 
you should be spending most of your time in elementary school playing as far as I'm concerned. And like, that's not what it seems like anymore. Like these kids will spend days at a time testing and it's just like sad. Yeah, and like speaking of testing, school didn't teach me anything except how to take tests. Right, honestly. We got really good at them test-taking strategies for some freaking reason. I think we're forgetting that mitochondria is the house of the cell. That's true. That's that's another rare thing that stuck. But it's very like fact memorization. You can say that mitochondria is the powerhouse of the cell all you want if you don't really know what that means. Like, what is it doing that does that? Like, why do we have them? Like, what is the meaning of life? We aren't asked to question things. We're kind of like, this is just the fact. Don't question it. Yeah, it's very memorization-based. Like, we should be interacting with these things. We should be asking questions. I've found something about myself lately is that I don't ask a lot of questions. And I think it's just... One of those things that I, again, I've sort of learned to turn off. Like, if you're asking too many questions about things, especially like overly deep questions, it's like you kind of get shut down. Yeah, people hate it when you ask questions and like look for more like answers and stuff. They just, they don't want anyone to know about anything. <laughs> right. Yes. And thank God for the internet. Our generation is so lucky that we have that because. Um, I've taught myself so many things just by having the internet that I would not have learned in in schools. That's such a good point. I feel like that's like both the saving grace and the kiss of death of our generation. Because I feel like um, the internet like gives us so many opportunities, but it's also like, um, like I feel like you could be exactly a hellscape again it's a nightmare for children to navigate as well like kids on the internet that's an interesting one um but yeah i feel like that's another place where people i guess cope with their shitty childhoods like by like overcompensating on like social media and stuff like that um like i feel like everyone's just like psyche hangs out on the internet (laughs) Yeah, like, you really do just be putting everything out there on the internet. And um, also, it's really interesting seeing what you don't get taught at school and questioning why we don't get taught that at school. For example, none of us learned what the term quantitative easing means, but you hear that on the news all the time. And people just gloss over that word because they're like, oh, it sounds official. The feds are doing quantitative easing it's probably some fed thing that they're doing but what that actually means is that they're giving handouts to billionaires and they don't teach us that because they don't want us to learn that um all that's all the fed does it gives out handouts to billionaires gives handouts to jeff bezos and elon musk essentially wow that's an interesting one i didn't know that but obviously i not surprised that's what that means but yeah again they're just trying to keep us in the dark they're trying to keep us dumb as much as it's fun to be dumb and ignorant it's also not like it's cute to be smart like 
again like it'd be a struggle for some of us to read a book but like if, if it's any motivation the government doesn't want you to read books like like if, if authority i feel like it used to be like authority was telling you to read books so you wouldn't but if you if you think about it this way um they actually secretly don't want you to read books that's why they tell you to read books so you actually should read books and it's like reverse psychology you should do it Wow, realization. Um, realize, so, realize. Yes, realization. Um, inner I sense, just, inner sense. Yes, the reason why they turn off your inner sense is because they want you to turn off that childhood curiosity so you don't ask questions. Yeah, and going into the innocent, innocence equals inner sense thing, as Cordy and as like, funny as that sounds like it's so true and like that's about to be our new t-shirt our new mug our new whatever but it's true because i feel like a lot of your intuition and whatnot sort of branches from your childhood self if you think about it like so many kids say they see ghosts or monsters or whatever like when you're a kid you're just more in tune you're more intuitive um it's it's like thirst eye things so once they sort of get that out of you and that's sort of again going back to school society in general whatever trauma you're dealt with your family um like through all of those things your innocence is sort of like stripped from you and again that's sort of where our inner sense is stripped from you as well um because that's where we sort of start losing our intuition losing our feelings losing things like that. But those are really what guide us and what makes us us and what makes us human. So we really just gotta like lean into those things and realize that we've sort of been like programmed to like not wanna deal with those things. Um, because yeah, and get your innocence and get that inner sense. Now that we're all grown up, you can catch us next week talking about the woes of aging. Now for intentions. As Agent 19, my intention is to show kindness to every baby and smite down those who should do them wrong. So my intention um, is basically not to be ashamed of being a baby. Like, we discussed about how I'm baby ooh is a trend, but I don't think that's actually getting to the actual, like, core of being a baby. And um, I think, like, I'm the type of person who, like, my intuition is normally right. I'm very, like, in tune with how I'm feeling. But I feel like our society has, like, taught us to doubt that um, and to, like, not let us feel the way we want to feel. So I think um, I just want to continue just like feeling, feeling into that and trusting my intuition and just keep healing that inner child. I know that's like basic, but that's the whole theme of this episode, honey. And if you aren't healing your inner child, then I don't know what the heck you're doing because that's like pretty much the whole purpose of being alive is just like healing your inner child and like discovering like the ups and downs of existence and connecting with the universe as we know it so yeah i think um 
it's always good to be in tune with your inner child and um I just want to be proud of my babiness. I cry and that's cool. I hope you do too. Um, I'm Agent 13 and I'll see you next week. This has been Agent 11 and I really intend to just deprogram all of these programs that were put into my head from ever since I was a kid do society you know we live in a society but we don't have to live in a society retweet snaps to that one agent nine here i think i really said my intentions earlier when i was like i want to get to the root cause of not being as outgoing as i was so i'm gonna keep doing the inner work and keep on taking myself in little adventures and little baby dates and really heal that inner child and try to get back to my natural state of being a cute little um quirky um, yeah outgoing and bubbly child This has been our sixth episode. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at the number three, S-T-E-Y-E. That is Thirst Eye. You can also find us on TikTok at number three, S-T-E-Y-E podcast. That is Thirst Eye podcast. Make sure to follow us on Spotify and give us five stars on Apple Podcasts. Thank you for joining us this episode. I hope you had a good time. We sure did.